0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: I also had one other question for you guys before we go. Uh, it it kind of popped into my mind when, when you guys were talking about um, a little bit of the, just I, somebody, the, the leadership and McAvoy and stuff. And does watching, just watching the postseason run that, Brandon Montour has had up into the cup finals and watching the performance and the confidence that a Theodore plays with for Vegas. And obviously Alex Petrangelo is a rock for, for Vegas as he was for St. Louis a couple of years ago. D- does watching any of these performances make you just like, just maybe just think about McAvoy, his playoffs this year? And last year and just, and I know we've touched on it briefly in the past, but just like, shouldn't he, shouldn't he be like having some some of these just ultra confident walk the line plays? Like he, he, he should be there at this point. And he does it here and there, but man, I watching McAvoy, like he really is in my opinion at both ends of the ice and physicality wise and hockey IQ. He really is one of the more talented defensemen I've ever seen play and, and, and spit especially on the Bruins. And I just, I watch like Shea Theodore, like just make this great move on, on Anthony DeClaire and um, and you watch and score a goal and he's got a couple goals in the finals and you watch what Brandon Montour did against McAvoy and the Bruins. And it's just like, I know McAvoy should be doing these things. And have you guys, has this thought crossed your minds at all watching some of these guys play?
0: Yeah, it, it crossed my mind kind of during and right after the Bruins series. But you're right, you know, watching other defensemen do it throughout the spring. Yeah, like I think Charlie McAvoy, for the most part, I think has been solid in the playoffs. But we haven't really seen him like take over and look like the star that I think we all expect and that we've seen from him in the regular season. Like, you know, we talked about it this year. Like he had that stretch. I remember it felt like it came like right after – Bridget posed the question of, you know, who's having the better season, McAvoy or Lindholm? And I was like, McAvoy just went on like an absolute heater for like the next month. And it's like, wow. Like, yeah, this is a guy who can win the Norris, like who can do it all. And then you, we haven't really seen that in the postseason. And I think that's absolutely fair. Um, You definitely expect to see that from him at some point. And you, you would have hoped, you know, it would have happened by now. And I know, last year that shoulder injury he was dealing with like that happened later in the carolina series so maybe it affected how that ended um you know and he had like that COVID boat and whatever so like that was a weird series for him for a couple reasons but this year yeah that i thought he was fine against florida but you expect a lot more than fine from him and it felt like that was a series that he should have been able to do more because Florida is not the tightest team defensively. Like there was ice to be had. And it didn't really feel like you saw him take full advantage of that. You saw it. There are like a couple shifts later in the series where I thought you saw him really involved offensively and starting to make an impact. And it's like, when you did see, you're like, huh, wait, why haven't I seen more of that through like the first five games? So yeah, did you want more there? Um, I can't say I'm like worried about Charlie McAvoy or or anything. Or you know, I'm not really thinking he's like, oh, he doesn't perform in the playoffs. Like, you know, maybe a few years from now, if we still haven't seen it, I'll I'll think that. But yeah, you would expect a little more by now, and hopeful more, you know, next time Bruins are in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, and. I don't know what it is about, like, thinking back to the series, I didn't think McAvoy was one of the reasons why they, you know, they failed. But I also can't really point to too many really impactful plays um, from him either. And watching Brendan Montour in particular, um, he seems to have reached another level. And obviously he was a guy that he was drafted, Montau was drafted in the second round. I think he was like number 52 overall, something like that. I don't know. He was at UMass when I was there, so I used to have to talk about him a lot. Um, He has really grown into a top NHL defenseman where he wasn't necessarily expected to be. And um, he's really taken his role and run with it. And, and, um, you know, I think we've seen that McAvoy can be one of those impact players with a huge hit, um, at the right time, or, um, you know, he has good vision on the power play. He has offensive ability. Um, not maybe as much offensive upside as someone like Montour, but, um, in general, he's a a big guy. Um, maybe it is, you know, just about maturing a little bit more understanding the moment a little bit more. I, I don't think, I think all the guys can wrap their heads around that kind of stuff, but, um. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. It's it's a fair it's a fair thing to point out, though, at the same time, it's not like we're sitting around and saying, oh, you know, what's going on with Charlie McAvoy? It's just that some other guys really did take their opportunities and, and ended up shining in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I just remember watching game three puck drops two seconds later I think it was Anton Lundell's on his ass and, and, and McAvoy put him there and set the whole tempo for the game and he was unreal that game and it's
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know do you expect that every single shift of every single game no but it's like dude that's like that's that's who you that's who you can be at the highest level when you want to be and I don't know it's and, and yeah he, he was fine he was fine but to your point Scott like like fine's not good enough for for for, for him and I mean, and, like,
0: I, yeah. I think of, like, the bubble series against Carolina, too, where I think it was Jordan Stahl that he drilled, mm-hmm. and it felt like that was, like, a real momentum-changing hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has so many ways that he can change momentum. Um, and, you know, it's not like he never does it, but it, it feels like there's more opportunities to do it than than what we see sometimes.
1: Right. And, Bridget, you made you made a point. You, you said something along the lines of he – he wasn't one of the reasons that they lost, and that's like totally true, but it's like, and I think this is kind of what you were referring to at the end, but it's like he, but he also wasn't one of the reasons that they won, right? Like like, yeah. like you know, you can't just be you, you, like he's supposed to be a difference maker in a positive way, and, and he does it at times and he's been fine, but fine, yeah, it's just something that came to my mind. I'm watching Sha Theodore like Shay Theodore' not Charlie McAvoy, but like he mm-hmm. he's doing better than him in the spring, so whatever
2: they needed one of McAvoy or Lindholm to step up in the playoffs and play their best hockey, and neither of them did. And we find out about Lindholm's injury with his foot. But, um, you know, that's a little bit of an excuse and and explains a little bit on his side. But one of those two guys they needed, those are their two most elite defensemen um, that can do a little bit of everything. They needed one of those two elite guys to do more step up, and it seemed like neither of them rose all the way to the occasion.
1: No, you're right. And when you have two guys that should be Norris candidates, it's, you know, you, you, you got to have one of those. I mean, we're – the Devils aren't doing what they did back in the day if Scott – one of Scott Stevens and Scott Niedemey aren't, aren't, you know, performing the way that they were in a regular season. You can't just have – you can't just have Norris Calvert defenseman just kind of go back into, a you know, being a shell of themselves.
2: And of a, who, was it you, Scott, that tweeted this? I saw this, that the Anaheim Ducks decor from, I don't know, was it five or so years ago had – like such an it was such an incredible decor. It had Montour and Lindholm on it, and it had it. They Anaheim obviously blew up their team over the past few years, but at one point in time, their their decor was just insanely good. If you look at where the guys have gone to now and what the careers have turned into, um, and they were young at the time. Like Lindholm was really young. Montour was new. Um, I gotta try to find it, but it Theodore. was. It, it was a like. It was ridiculous. The the decor that they would have had if they didn't just blow it up.
0: Yeah, that, that wasn't me, but yeah, there was a ton of talent. I mean, Cam Fowler, another high pick. Like yeah, they they had a lot.
1: So so list list them off. So yeah, so their decor was Cam Fowler, Shea Theodore, Brandon Montour, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, and whoever the sixth one was, right? Yeah,
0: it was probably I mean, Francois Beauchemin was still around. I always thought he was really underrated. Like Yeah, he was. He wasn't as young as those guys, but he uh, he was a really solid defenseman for a bunch of years there.
1: Yeah, yeah. and That Ducks team, like they they did go to a couple of conference finals, at least one maybe, but two. I think of, they went to two. Yeah, yeah. And that and that honestly, because they because they, they lost to the Blackhawks one time, and it's like, and just just one final thought on like like what Jones was saying earlier about just how the Bruins and I know we're up against it, but like how he was just talking about how like eh, what's their what's their culture? They're out in the second round all the time. And it's like, you know, you think about it, and the Bruins, regular season-wise, over the last, like, call it 12 years, maybe it's called since, like, 2010, 2009, like, the Bruins, I think, regular season-wise, have probably the second-best record in the NHL, dating back a dozen years. And they have been to three Stanley Cup finals, and they've won one. So there, there's definitely... You know, they, I mean, they've, they've won probably what 15, 16 playoff series in that time. But like the Kings have two cups in that time. The Lightning have three cups um, in the last 20 years. The Penguins have three cups. The Blackhawks have three cups. So like there, there are enough miniature dynasties that have happened while the Bruins have had that regular season success. And I think that's also why it kind of feels like they've just, you know, left a couple up there and have fallen short. You know,
0: I I said this in the final Sunday skate, but like to me, when you assume, you know, if there isn't another cup for this Bruins core and it's, it's hard to see how they get there at this point, the Kings are like the one that like throws it all off because it's like, you're going to look back in this era and you're absolutely right. Like you should be talking. If Pittsburgh and Chicago have three and you're just one behind, like, I think that like that's fine. You're okay. You weren't quite them, but you were clearly one of the best of your era. The fact that they only have one with how good they've been pretty much year in year out and the Kings have two with like a much smaller window in terms of when they were actually truly competitive at like a Stanley Cup level, like that hurts because it's like you were for this era as a whole, you were way better than the Kings. And yet they have two cups. You have one. Like well, that's, that's the one that's hard, hard to get past.
1: The Not getting that second one was crippling for them for the, for this legacy, because you look at Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay has been to four Stanley cup finals since 2015 4 they're two and two. They've lost two. They've won two, but nobody looks at Tampa as losers. You know what I mean? That that's not getting that second one. You know, being being one and three versus two and three. That's a big difference. You can forget. Everybody has to lose. There's always one loser of the year in the Cup Finals. Like, you know, to lose once out of three t- three attempts. That that happens. But to be one one and two in the three attempts, and then a couple of years where they should have probably gone deeper, like this year, and they just so it's 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 I don't know. It's like they deserve. You know, if you de- if you deserve the accolades for winning in 2011, you deserve. Criticism for falling short every other year. And this is the way the it yeah. is. So. Sure,
2: sure. I, I mean,
1: the other one is the
0: the three times they won the president's trophy, they won a grand total of one playoff series in those three seasons. Mm-hmm. The, the the bubble year against Carolina. That's
1: it. Mm-hmm. Well, they beat Detroit two and fourteen.
0: Oh, you're right. Okay, so so two. Yeah.
2: I yeah. No, it, the criticism is is there for sure. Um some sometimes just the the way that he puts it like that it's a culture like Bergeron like somehow saying it's a culture problem and Bergeron is some sort of a culture like cancer is like the absolute opposite of what most people would say about Bergeron for his entire career I'd love to see Andrew Raycroft and him have that conversation I'm sure like those two go at each other when they're on the radio together um one one of these days Raycroft will call him a bozo probably but uh that's it's just obviously we have a different perspective than talk radio hosts because we're trying to talk about things a little bit differently than stir the pot, you know, and I fall for it every time. So <laughs> good job, Jones. Listen to Jones and Mego. uh, listen to all our programming, but, um, especially in this time of year where we are, um, you know, kind of just sitting around waiting on some of the news to drop, whether it be retirements, whether it be free agent signings, um, you know, contracts for Swayman or, or Frederick or whomever. And there's a lot that's going to happen this offseason. We are still, however, waiting on those things. So uh, this is what we we end up talking about. And by the way, just remember to send us your um questions we'll do another mailbag segment soon so comment on our youtube with whatever questions or even if you just want to throw a, an idea out there that we can react to um we've been doing that as well so uh and then scott what's the email
0: <laughs> at at wei.com
2: send your questions uh, <laughs> to skate pod uh and we also are on twitter so any comments made on our posts there uh we'll look at as well
1: yeah. I mean, look, if you if you found the three of us to be a little melancholy today, it's just it's just because it's, it, you know, it's it's a fresh reminder during the cup finals of like what could have been. And it's just it's it's reopening some some wounds that have been healing the last what's already been two months, you know, but we have also, to discuss.
2: the weather. The last like six days has been the worst weather and we're like trapped inside because the air quality alert that's going on. And it's like I've just been inside like cooped up and it was hailing earlier. Like, I don't know. We've had some really miserable weather, uh, time to stew on certain things. And, uh, that's just, that's just what we're doing. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to say. Do we have time? Can we do this? Um, the video of of the, the video of the female, uh, reporter. Oh yeah. To look up her name. Um, stiff arming the guy, um, during the, at, at the Vegas Golden Knights game. So if you didn't see it, I'm going to have to pull it up myself. So uh, just to make sure I get her name right. Um, but so she's, she's out. She's just doing a live shot at the Florida Knights game, game two. And she's kind of set up in the crowd and the fan, Samantha to, Rivera, Samantha it? Rivera. It's been a viral clip. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's on like Bleacher Report. Open ice is, Instagram and just a bunch of different places, um, and so she has to like knock this guy out of her shot. She's just like, no, 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 like, and and she's like throws to the highlights. And then I was just looking at that like, that happens like in my time broadcasting, and I'm not even doing NHL games. It's you know college hockey games, but college hockey fans are drunk college dudes, usually, um, this happens, like they jump out and they try to like distract you or they say something weird or they like, you have to just kind of keep your composure. And it's so frustrating. It was so funny to see your stiff arm that guy. Cause like, sometimes I don't know what I'm going to do when they're trying to distract me and like, I don't know, jump in front of or behind my shot. And I just, I could relate to that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was a plus net front position boxing out.
2: Just
0: mm-hmm. not letting yeah. anyone get into the paint
2: because I've had people at like UMass Lowell try to uh, like mess me up doing a like a pregame like recording of like our open and UConn. I had people behind me like making faces and stuff, and I was like, uh, it happens, and especially Vegas that atmosphere at Vegas was so loud and so rowdy, but just a reminder please if you see us on camera don't just don't do it just don't like pop up and be like trying to be on tv and it's just very frustrating it's annoying
1: can okay, until next year it makes
2: we... us want to stiff arm you it makes us want to do more than that probably but
1: <laughs> next year next time you're at a broadcasting you lol Bridget at the song guest, you just like see Scott jump in front of the camera with popcorn <laughs> yeah, go go, go. around
2: <laughs> then I'm just gonna palm his face right out of the shot
1: <laughs> yeah oh, no PXA, right. don't don't be don't be an asshat, right
2: don't please don't um yeah anyway I just
1: all thought right. that
2: was funny and that was one of the more viral things that happened with uh, the C- that I saw on hockey social media this week.
1: All right, uh, Bridget, Scott, any, anything else?
2: No.
0: Nope.
1: nope. All right, well, then we will talk to you all soon for a mailbag episode. Thank you all for listening.